welcome to the Soul Body Horse podcast, where we dive deep into the horse-human connection. Here, we believe in the power of stories, in digging deeper, pushing further, and asking the oft-unsaid question. I'm your host, Meredith Crawford. I am so excited to introduce to you today's guest, Dana Crochere. Dana is an award-winning film producer and has spent the last 15 years volunteering at various ranches immersing herself in the transformative world of equine-assisted therapies and witnessing the healing power present in the sacred connection between horses and humans. I'm so excited because I, when I first heard about her latest film, Rescued Hearts, which takes a look at unpacking this horse-human connection, I knew I had to bring her onto the podcast. So Dana, just to kick things off, can you tell us the story of how the film came to be? Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here, Meredith. I'm really excited to share about our film and and a little bit of the journey. So it really started, I mean, 15 years ago. It was like a seed that was planted. I was volunteering at a place called Horses Help in Arizona, and I was in a session as a horse leader. So I've loved horses my whole life, but I didn't move to Arizona until like 2003 from Chicago. Didn't really have access to horses. So when I moved, it was like the very first thing I did was find a way to get involved with horses. So one day while I was volunteering as a horse leader, uh, there was a seven-year-old autistic boy on the back of the horse, and he had never spoken a single word in his life. So his parents were there, the therapist was there, and in that session, that boy spoke his very first words. And I will never forget it as long as I live. I can remember everything about that night. I mean, everybody cried. (laughs) It was so magical and something imprinted in my brain in that moment that there's something about the horse-human connection that transforms people. I watched it over and over again. It's so magical, right? There's just a mystery to it. So fast forward I completed another documentary uh, in 2022. It started to be released. We were, you know, really focused on that film. It's called Love Heals. And at some point decided with my partner, who's the director and I'm the producer, we thought, you know what, we're ready for another film. But it has to be something we have a lot of passion for again, because it's, you know, there's so many topics out there. At the same time, HeartMath started to release some studies. And I started to see on Facebook these posts going literally viral about explaining the horse-human connection from the perspective of the human-horse-heart connection. And it was like all of this information talking about heart coherence and why we feel so good in the presence of a horse. And I watched all of these people and all of these comments, and they were sharing it like crazy. And just at the same time, I had started volunteering again because I had finally had some downtime after our previous film was released to the world. And I was working with an eight-year-old girl who was in foster care and then finally adopted and her adopted family got her connected to horses. And it was the only thing that was helping her. Traditional therapy wasn't helping her. She had a lot of trauma. And I just, between all of those factors, Meredith, it was like, ah, this is our next film. This has to be it. All of these studies were making making me so curious to dig a little bit deeper into this connection so that we could share with the world what this power of that horse-human connection is really about. So that is how it all began. Wow, I'm getting goosebumps just listening to you tell those stories. Thank you. It's been incredible. 
as you've gone along this process of bringing rescued hearts to life, what have you discovered about the horse human connection? <laughs> Great question. First of all, I thought it was just going to be, oh, everybody loves the science behind it. We're going to go film with the researchers that worked with heart math and just understand physiologically what is happening. And the funny thing is, that is not all it is. <laughs> I started to capture some of the most incredible stories of transformation and people whose lives have been touched by horses. But what we realized, it's so much more than science. I had all these preconceptions about what this was going to be as we started filming. And I'll give you one quick example of what I mean. My father, who is a skeptic by nature, was like, what is this horse-human connection? What do you mean you're creating a film? Well, I'll interact with a horse. How can it help me? And I was like, oh, is he being serious? Like he's kind of, you know, grumpy sometimes about stuff. And I thought, if my dad is serious, I actually am curious what it might be like if he were to interact with a horse in this type of setting, right? A more equine-assisted or facilitated situation where there's a great person guiding him in this space, right? He's only ever been exposed to horses, I think, as a kid. He rode a horse once or something, right? It wasn't, it wasn't anything like this. So I'm not going to go into great detail because it'll be in the film. But what I witnessed, my dad, who doesn't have PTSD, he doesn't have a disability, he's not looking to you know, lead a company. He's just an ordinary man that has some things locked down right, throughout his life. And I thought, what can happen in this interaction with just an average human that doesn't have something they're coming to work on? And what I watched unfold, I literally cannot wait to share it with the world. I just watched his entire body change. I watched his face soften. I watched so many things transform from behind the lens. And I was literally crying as I witnessed what happened with my dad and this horse and this facilitator. I cannot wait. So wow. what I started to realize was this is so much bigger than I even thought. And then we started finding topics that we didn't even anticipate coming up around grief, around race, around consent as it relates to horses and human consent. There's things about the Native Americans and indigenous populations and how many correlations there are with how Mustangs have been treated. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm in awe. And it turns out the way that humans interact with horses is also a reflection of our own shared humanity. There's such a deep connection there that I didn't realize. So I think maybe horses are here to show us a better way, a way that's more true and pure and connected and wild and free, right? Our authentic selves. So I don't know. I think that <laughs> the horse-human connection is a lot deeper than I even thought that it was when we first started filming. Why do you think like horses impact us the way they do? I think horses impact us the way they do because they help us open our hearts. In the presence of a horse, I've watched people that were really shut down. There's like this little ounce of connection. I think horses can be a safer space for people than humans. I think from the heart math perspective, they start to regulate us in a particular way with our synchronized hearts. I think from a polyvagal equine, perspective, which we also filmed with, they're helping our nervous systems relax. There's so many aspects of being in the presence of a horse when you can get past maybe some fear. I think people sometimes are very intimidated by these sacred animals. 
But once they can get past that fear and feel safe, magic can happen in, in the presence of a horse. If you were to distill this magic and put it into like a little bottle, what would it be? Like, what would the components be? Would it be like a pinch of this and a dash of that? It would be a whole lot of love. It would be safety. It would be connection. And it would be authenticity. I think when you're in the presence of a horse, you actually can't be anything other than who you are because it's like they demand authenticity. They know if you're trying to be something you're not, you just can't trick them. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like all of those components exist and I would love to bottle them up. I wish we could put this in pill form, right? Instead of relying on pharmaceuticals, it's like, let me give you a dose of horse medicine. Totally. Are there other transformations that have really stuck and stayed with you throughout this course of filming? You know, I would say yes, but it's fleeting when we get to connect with people. So there's been so many, and some of them have really impacted me, especially as it relates to humans who have connected with horses in a way that it actually saved their life. They may have been suicidal, they've lost their will to live. Maybe something happened, very traumatizing. And when they can look me in the eyes during filming and say, I am literally still here. I stayed because of a horse or horses or whatever it is. I think something happens within me, just deep inside of me that feels so deeply impacted. You know, even just the young gal that I volunteer with on weekends when I'm not out of town filming just knowing how the horses have impacted her life and giving her something to look forward to and has been more beneficial to her, according to her family and her caregivers, than any amount of therapy she's ever had. Like that is profound to see that. And the same thing with, you know, I'll never forget one of the veterans that we filmed with. I had not met a veteran before. And to hear his story of transformation because of a program in California that he got connected to. And the amount of PTSD that he had, he was so limited. Seeing what connecting with horses have done for him, it's extraordinary. It's hard to explain in words. And I think every person we filmed with whose life has been touched in some way is just building up this beautiful container of memories and feelings. And, and it also reiterates why what we're doing is so important. I will leave somebody. A lot of times I cry after just seeing the impact. We actually just got back from Hawaii and I was filming with somebody out there whose life really transformed with horses. She had stage four cancer. She's really known in the horse community and the cancer community. And while we were out there, we ended up filming with Healing Horses Kauai. And they take horses to some of the care facilities in Hawaii. And I had never witnessed what that was like. So they took a couple minis to this care facility. And I've always heard of this, right? You'll see videos from time to time, but to be in that space, Meredith, and to watch these horses who are kind of feisty, you know, the minis, but I will tell you as soon as they got in front of these, you know, either these humans who are elderly, disabled, you know, whatever it is that they're struggling with that put them in this place of this care facility to watch not only the demeanor of the horses change and how they softened and they would just rest in this space with these incredible humans, it was like just watching them connect. There's no words spoken. Nobody told them what to do. Nobody asked them to connect with these animals. It just happened so organically and so beautifully. 
And there was a moment in time where uh, my partner, Chrisanna, who's the director, she looked back at me and I am ready to have an absolute breakdown in tears. And it wasn't because I was sad, right? I mean, it is hard to see people with disabilities at times. You feel, I feel such deep compassion and empathy, but to watch their response to these horses was like something I've never experienced in my entire life. It was tangible. I will never forget it. Incredible. Have you witnessed all of these moments and encounters of transformation? What do you wish the competitive side of the horse community knew about connection? I just wish they understood the value and the incredible partnership that they can have with these animals and not just to your point in a competitive way. I've witnessed both. We've gone to some horse shows and different things. And I find that there's something so sacred when you connect with the horse. And instead of having a way of controlling them rather than communicating with them, right? There's nothing like when you can witness a horse being a willing partner because they feel connected to that person. They want to be doing that task and they do it as a partner. It is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And we've witnessed both, you know, control versus communication. And there's just no comparison when people are willing to open up their hearts, listen to their horses, create that connection with them. It's like, again, I I find it hard to put into words, which is why I'm really grateful for being a filmmaker, because I think we can bring these stories to life in film form that you just can't explain. You have to watch, you have to see, you will feel it with your entire being when that connection is there. If you have adjectives to describe one side versus the other side, what would those adjectives be? I really am cautious also not to polarize one side versus the other, because I feel like through our filming, we've seen a lot of sides to this horse-human connection, whether it's for sport or for therapeutic services. The thing is, even if horses are used for equine-assisted services, at times I can see the distress in the animal. And it's like, gosh, my hope is that we can also bring a lot of awareness to equine welfare and making sure that the horse is in a good place to be utilized in these ways, right? Sometimes I see tense. I've seen force. I've seen control. I've seen these expectations. And then on the flip side, I've watched love and freedom and choice and communication and listening. I think one of the most beautiful things I've heard about this being a horse whisperer. I mean, the power really is in being a horse listener. We can try to communicate to the horse as much as we want what we want it to do. But what if we were able to open up and listen more about what the horse is asking, what the horse needs? And then we can find this beautiful synergy between horse and human. I think that's really where the magic happens. Wow, I love that. When you are able to glimpse moments of this synergy, what does it appear like to you? Two energies become one. It looks like a dance. And it's maybe one of the most beautiful things I've ever witnessed. It's remarkable. Going into the dark side a bit, where do you see humans really... I don't know if I want to say getting it wrong with horses, or maybe the better word is limiting themselves within that horse-human relationship. Yeah, I think it goes back to having expectations of what we want from the horse. How can they fill our needs in a sense, you know, even if it isn't the right fit, 
And people do it in relationships all the time, you know, if you think about it. And the other thing I feel like is sometimes it's, it feels very forced and controlled, which is not, again, uncommon, even in humanity. I spoke with somebody recently who was making these correlations and I was like, oh my gosh, even consent in getting on a horse's back and making sure it's like a willing partnership and not just controlling them into submission. I think the same things can be accomplished with horses in a much different way where they can feel really good about it. But I have to also disclose that I'm speaking only from my own observations and seeing the difference of those worlds. I'm not a horse expert. I'm not in the horse world. I mean, the extent of it is, you know, I've had a couple of horses. I leased one. I had one for a little while and I volunteered, but this is over a decade ago. So from a filmmaker's perspective, I think what you can, you can feel it. So when we're capturing some footage of whatever it is, you can see when there's a trusted partnership, when these two beings are in harmony with each other. And you can see it on the flip side when they're not, when it's control and when it's frustration and when the horse is confused and there's no comparison. But I'm not here to judge either side because I have to believe in my heart of hearts that when we know better, we do better. And my goal with the film is to inspire people to open up their minds and hearts to maybe a better way to connect with these horses, right? Even if they are involved in different sports or, you know, performances or events, I still think there's a place to connect with the horse deeper than maybe they would have if they they didn't have that inspiration or could see what's possible. So I'll give you one quick example if I can. I just heard this story. It was interesting. One of the people we filmed with does equine facilitated learning and different workshops. She's a phenomenal facilitator. She's actually in the the teaser video for our film. And she was asked to facilitate some horse workshop stuff at an event in Washington. And she didn't trailer her horses out there for it. She actually, you know, borrowed some horses from people in that area. And it happened to be some 4-H girls that had these really great horses that donated them to this workshop and let them be used for this more therapeutic connection to the horses. And what is so fascinating is after it was all done, I don't know the exact age. I feel like she was maybe around 14 or something like that. But this girl told the facilitator, I had no idea what this connection could really be like. And I'm never going to look at my horse the same. It literally, this ripple effect changed the way that she sees her own horse just based on observing what was possible with that horse rather than just looking at this horse as a tool. Like, oh, I'm in 4-H, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do all these things, and I'm going to compete. But now she could look at that horse as a trusted partner. What a a difference that's going to make in their relationship, you know? For sure. And what a cool experience for that girl to be there and witness it, especially at that age. Absolutely. I think it's going to change her entire perspective. And the truth is, that's what I hope our film does. I hope we can bring stuff to life that is going to inspire a new way of being with these animals. They deserve it. They've worked so hard for us. And I want them to be looked at instead of like, oh, you know, even in the therapeutic world, instead of this horse is a healer, all these horses are doing truly is just being their authentic selves and being a reflection for us to see what's going on internally. So 
maybe horses really just help us see ourselves more clearly. And in that place, we find a connection that can start to heal us from within. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Right? Tell us about your title, Rescued Hearts. How did that come to be? Ah, I love that question. So there were so many things that went through our minds as we were trying to title this film. And it kept coming back to the heart. Horses open our hearts. Horses' hearts synchronize our hearts. We have this beautiful coherence with them. So we knew heart needed to be part of it because that just felt so aligned with our mission when we started this film. And what was fascinating is in the beginning, we thought, I mean, so many things shifted. We thought we were going to follow the journey of some horses that were rescued. So we were like rescued hearts. But what ended up happening was that we realized rescued hearts isn't about rescue, like rescued horses. It's really about rescuing the hearts of humans and how we can in turn help horses as well, right? We rescue each other. And we're rescuing each other's hearts, truly. So it was just this, I don't know, it just felt right. And everything else we came up with just didn't land the same. It was inspired. And I feel like it's still to this day, even everything that's unfolded in our filming, it still works. And one of the other things that's really beautiful about it is while I was contemplating this film, like I try to go inward and really feel into how we want this story to unfold and what we want to share with the world. Because we have filmed, I don't know, a couple hundred hours of footage. Imagine trying to bring that down to a one hour documentary. It feels impossible. So what we started to see was there were certain themes with the film that felt so incredibly important. So one of those themes was around grief and the incredible transformation as people are experiencing grief and how horses really hold that space. And we've even filmed with a researcher who has been able to prove scientifically how much more valuable time with rescued horses, actually, she has a whole care farm of rescued animals and people experiencing traumatic grief, how much more helpful those interactions are than traditional therapy. So what we're going to do, Meredith, is as we create Rescued Hearts, We're going to also keep in mind these other very strong topics that are starting to surface. And we're probably going to create a couple short documentaries, you know, maybe 20 or 30 minute documentaries, almost like a docu-series. So the one around grief, we're going to call broken hearts. And then we started to see an incredible theme around what Mustangs are here to teach us. So many people that we filmed with have experiences with Mustangs that are so profound And so different than with a domestic horse. And so we're going to bring those learnings to life through a film called Wild Hearts. So we're really excited. I think Rescued Hearts is really just the beginning of something so much bigger. Oh, that's so wonderful and so cool. If you could go back and tell the Dana who's starting off filming Rescued Hearts and give her one piece of advice, what would that be? Stay open. Keep your heart open. Keep your mind open. and. Never think that when you're starting a film, even if you're trying to create some type of, you know, synopsis or script that you're going to get it right. You cannot stay in a box when you're a filmmaker and especially with animals. Things unfold that you could never imagine. So I would have told myself that then because, you know, sometimes I go into these things thinking I have to have it all figured out. I have to know the storyline. I have to know the characters. I have to know, you know, how it's going to unfold. But the fact of the matter is, and this is true for life is that we don't know what's coming next. 
And if we don't stay open, we're going to feel a lot of frustration and disappointment. So thankfully, I'm to the point now where I go into every filming situation (laughs) completely open, thinking, you know, I have an idea of what it's going to be, but realizing very quickly that other things are going to unfold that I could have never prepared for. And it's been beautiful to witness. Incredible. Well, it sounds like that docu-series is part of the learnings from that. A hundred percent. Never in a million years did I imagine more than one film creation coming out of this. But now I know for sure it just it can't just be the one documentary. It won't be. There's too many incredible things that we have to share with the world. Amazing. Well, for our listeners, if you'd like to learn more about Dana or her film Rescued Hearts, you can find her on the Rescue Hearts website, www.rescuedheartsfilm.com. She also has a 501c3 backing the film. So if you'd like to be part of the project in that side, you can find out more information on her website of how to do that. And if you just want to see what she's been up to, you can find her on Instagram. Her handle is at Rescued Hearts Film. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun to talk about the film. Thank you. Now for the fast five, these are just five rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to mind. Okay. Okay. What was the last thing you Googled? Oh, I remember. Literally, we have another documentary called Love Heals. And the last thing I Googled was actually about Hollywood. We have a in-person screening coming up on October 15th in Hollywood for our other film. And that was the last thing I was Googling was everything about that area. So, yes. Awesome. What is your favorite trick for busting a limiting block or belief? Ooh, I feel like I can go deep into that only in deep meditation when I get out of my thinking mind and into my true self. What did you want to be when you were 12 years old? (laughs) I wanted to work with animals. I actually had a vision of working for our zoo, Brookfield Zoo in Illinois. And I kid you not, I literally manifested that. By the time I was a sophomore in high school, I landed my first job with the dolphins at Brookfield Zoo. And I stayed there until I graduated and realized working with animals is maybe one of the most amazing, heartwarming, just experiences that I had so much passion for, but it wasn't paying the bills. (laughs) So I had to move on, but I knew what I wanted to do when I was 12 and it always had to do with animals. Incredible. So who or what is your go-to source for help right now? You know, it's funny. I, again, I go back to meditation, but right now I would say because of the journey, if anybody does go back and watch our previous film, Love Heals, you'll see that I was taken on quite a profound healing journey uh, in my life. I had two very unsuccessful spine surgeries in 2020 that took me to a very dark place, uh, not just of chronic pain, but just thinking my life was over. So I started to use a lot of tools to help my mindset. And some of my favorites, I would say, would be journaling, meditation, and then Qigong, moving meditation, movement with my body and breath. So anything to get me back into that place and then having compassion and love for myself would have to be maybe the most important thing that I learned how to do throughout that time. Our podcast producer, Natasha is a Qigong practitioner. She is going to love hearing your answer. It is one of the most helpful modalities I've ever done. And these days, because my body has gotten stronger, I actually am in the gym. I just have to get into my body. I used to try to work through life so much in my mind. I'm analytical. I like I tried to figure things out in that way. But until I could connect to the deepest parts of me, 
through my body and my spirit, I was just running in circles. It doesn't work that way for me. So yeah, Qigong is amazing. I have yet to try it, but someday I will. I recommend it. (laughs) And then our final question is, what is the weirdest thing you've witnessed with a horse? Oh, that's a great question. I'm going to need a second to think about that one. I think the weirdest thing I've witnessed in attempting to film with horses was somebody who actually had a camel and a zebra that they trained. (laughs) And that was extraordinary and also very surprising. But with horses, you said the weirdest, right? The weirdest. Yeah, it's funny. I haven't run across too many weird things with horses. I think this is funny because when I think of weird things with horses, what I've witnessed, it seems weird to me when people actually have such a strong connection that they can do things at liberty without control. Like that to me was weird. I had never seen people that are able to connect with horses on such a deep level that they can ride without a bridle and without a saddle and without tools and whips and all of these things. And not only have one that they're working with at liberty, but multiple doing things and using energy to communicate with these animals. To me, that was weird. When I first saw it, I thought, wow, Everybody needs to know this is possible. (laughs) Truly, that felt weird. And now it feels so beautiful to know that that's something that can happen with time and patience and love and understanding and and all of those things that we should have for horses. and, And frankly, we need to have for each other. Very true. Well, thank you again, Dana. 